Welcome to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Key. If you're looking to manifest a life you don't need a vacation from, then you came to the right place. I quit my nine to five job to stay home with my kids while building a thriving business. Now as a best-selling author, app creator, and three times podcaster, I am here to teach you how to do the same. If you want to join my inner tribe, head over to the Manifest It Now app. And now let's dive in to the podcast where I'm going to give you my best manifestation hacks and tips so that you can manifest a life full of abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. All right, I promised you guys some big things coming this summer around my favorite topic, which is manifesting money and a life you don't need a vacation from. And I actually have two things that are coming very soon. I'm going to link them in the show notes so that by the time this podcast airs, you should be able to get in, but if not, you can get on the wait list and get the early bird pricing. So the first is if you know about the Millionaire's Mastermind, but for whatever reason, you couldn't join the live calls or it was a little bit out of your budget, we have an affordable option where you can catch the entire program and it's just not going to have the live coaching and calls, um, but it's going to be affordable and you can do it at your own pace, your own time. So that is coming. And then I'm super excited about my new program called Digital CEO, where I'm going to teach you in just six weeks how to create your own app. And it's going to be a way to create recurring passive income. Because I was thinking about my journey of manifesting a life I don't need a vacation from. And obviously that includes freedom, like not having to be stuck in the nine to five grind and answer to someone else, like doing things on my own schedule, calling the shots in my life. And really the turning point was the app. That created that passive income stream where you build it and then it's there. And for all of you that are like, oh, that's great, but I am not techie whatsoever. I hate technology. I'm not good with that stuff. Neither am I. And neither was I. I knew nothing when I started. But thankfully, we have so much technology available now that makes it so easy. So like if you've ever um, done anything with a landing page or a website, it's very similar. So anyhow, I'm going to walk you through the entire process so that you will have an app, your own app in the app store in six weeks. So um, you can go to the link in the show notes to find out more information about that, or you can go to the lawofattractiontribe.com slash digital CEO. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hello. So today I have Georgina Easterbrook, who is founder of Athena's Crystals and a TikTok star, my favorite go-to person for moon rituals, and uh, she has over a million followers. Georgina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So I have been following you for a long time, and I always give my audience like, um, a little ritual to follow. And I get it from you because I like you're my go to for all of that kind of stuff. So how did you get into all of this? And I know like now you're at the point like you have a, a crystal shop, you have a book that just came out, you have over a million followers on TikTok. Like how did that all come about? Oh, amazing. Oh, that's so nice to hear, by the way, that you share the rituals. I love that. And um, I mean, I'll try and do the shortened version basically but um 
I was kind of stuck in a job that I really didn't enjoy. Um, like just before kind of lockdown, I was kind of in a bad place mentally as well. Just got out of a relationship. And during that pandemic, I did in fact lose that job. It, now looking back, it seemed like the universe, I, I was like looking for things to get better and the universe just cleared everything kind, kind of out of my way. And that um, sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole of learning about manifestation and the law of attraction and really getting into it. I was always into crystals growing up. I loved how like they looked. I loved going to crystals, crystal shops, but I didn't necessarily know like the deeper meanings and the, the backing behind it. Um, so I kind of got really interested with that again. And I was working for my dad at the time, literally just to pay bills. He was letting me help out in his office once a week and he does jewelry. So that kind of got me thinking. And one day it sparked an idea of what if I could kind of do this myself, but with crystals now I've like reignited my passion and I was learning more about them and the law of attraction. And then it all kind of stemmed from there. I mean, I was I had my own TikTok account at the time, but it was for makeup. The shop I worked in before was like a makeup shop. I was training as a makeup artist. So I was trying to make TikTok work in terms of freelance makeup, um, but it just wasn't clicking. I could spend like all day sitting there making videos for them to get like a few views. And it always left me feeling a bit defeated, but I knew TikTok and social media was a platform that I really wanted to go into. I felt like I had a voice where I could help people and talk to people. And I think maybe that's why I loved makeup, that aspect of it, because I loved making women feel confident when they left and educating them on how to use certain things, techniques, which, which made them feel better that, that I really enjoyed. But the actual way in which I was doing that wasn't quite clicking like through the makeup. Um, so when I started with the crystals and learning more and more about it and astrology and manifestation, I then made a TikTok account to kind of share the knowledge that I'd learned and also promote the new business that I wanted to start. And obviously everything just fell into place. The videos did really well. People were really interested in it. And that's kind of how I gained over that the last couple of years that over a million, which is amazing. And yeah, I think that brings you up to speed to where we are now. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I feel like you do that now through manifestation where you're really like helping people and you you're good about like helping people build confidence too. Cause I feel like you show up so confidently and you have so many good tips and rituals and um, I just can't get enough of it. I, I freaking binge your TikTok. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast is manifesting money and mm -hmm. I like crystals, but I'm still at that beginner stage with it. So do you have any tips around like using crystals for manifesting money or abundance, calling it in? Like what's, what's your take on all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I have a few different ones that I love, but like specifically for money, one thing that I made in my house was a money bowl, which is something I learned about, which is more veering onto like the witchcraft side of it as well, which I love, but very much manifestation where you, I believe, don't quite know this, it's either the right or left, but I'm pretty sure it's the left. But if you're staring into like your home from your back facing your front door in like the top, like the far left corner, like furthest in your eyeline of your home is known as like the wealth corner, which I found really interesting in terms of like magic and going down that route. So it doesn't have to be in that corner. You can make the bowl regardless, but I like to put it there because in my head, I feel like that's like manifestation. I feel like that's more powerful. So I'm going to put it there. But just taking like any old bowl that kind of you're drawn to and putting in it bits of money. So like change, whatever you have lying around, but also crystals in that bowl that are associated with money. So the top ones that I can think of are citrine, known as the stone of abundance, 
Tiger's Eye, Stone of Good Luck, and maybe Green Aventurine, Stone of Opportunity. And you can use as well Clear Quartz, which is a crystal that will amplify the energy of any of the stones it's working with. I put all of those in a bowl with like loose change, money, and then if I find bits of money here and there, I'll put them in that bowl. And that is there to kind of attract wealth into your space. So that's kind of like more the witchy side of it. Um, another way I like to do it um, is I keep, I mean, journaling, I think for any kind of person into manifesting is like a big, big part of it. And I have journals for so many different things, but I have a specific abundance journal, which is a bit different to the others. It kind of looks more like an accounting or tax journal, but it's basically a, a concept that I came across where it's really noticing and appreciating every little bit of wealth, whether that be money or other things coming into you so at the end of each day like a diary I'll do like a little plus sign and then for example if I was bought a drink or my dad treated me to a coffee or I found you know I found a 10 pound in, in my pocket whatever it be for that day you're putting plus and then the things that you've earned that day and what that does is it tricks your brain into really being in a state of receiving and understanding that you do get things because it can be really hard to focus on those things um, day to day and you're more looking at what's going out and what you're losing but if you really draw you know what manifestation says is what you draw your focus to expand so focusing on where you are receiving that wealth daily is great because it's all well and good I think talk about manifesting money but some people find it really hard to sit there and imagine money if it's not actually tangible or there so focusing on what's already coming in makes it a lot easier to anticipate that you will be receiving more of that going forward if that makes sense but those are my my two favorites for money yeah well and I feel like we always are focusing on larger amounts that we want to come in and then we mm -hmm. completely ignore like little amounts like you were saying a free cup of coffee or even, you know, a coupon or something like that we yeah. tend to just overlook. And it's like when you really start to look for it, there's abundance all around you, you know? And yes. so I love the witchy side of things. Um, in fact, funny little story. Last week I had an energy clearing um, and she kept like witchcraft and lavender kept coming through. And which happens all the time whenever I mm -hmm. um, am with like a medium or anything, they say that I've in past lives um, was good with witchcraft. So I've always been drawn to it. And and anyhow, she's like, it kept coming through and she's like, what is with this? I keep seeing witchcraft and lavender. And my husband the day prior had bought me a witchcraft book and a bundle of lavender. I was like, that's oh, so random that that, I you know, that. that came through. And so one of the things like I love, I love the money bowl. I didn't know about that. So I'm totally going to do that because that is so like me. So I take spare change that I have and I put it all around my house. So if there's like yeah. a vase or um, a bookcase or whatever, like I just sprinkle it in every room of the house so that I'm always surrounded by abundance. Yes. And I love that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it can't hurt. Right. And um. I just I love like trying all these little tips because I can't really think of a time where I've tried something like that and then been disappointed. Like it always seems to help. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm telling I, your brain that money's all around you is always going to be a positive thing. That's the thing is the brain sometimes when you're starting out with manifesting, people feel really defeated because they're just repeating affirmations about really big goals that they have, but they truly don't believe that obviously that that's attainable because it's so big, but 
if you give the brain really likes evidence so if you provide evidence for what you're trying to manifest like you say like big amounts of money but also having money kind of surrounding you in the house it the brain likes that kind of cohesive cohesiveness of going okay well I can get money because I can see it (laughs) I can see it around me so no I love that right yeah and even if we don't consciously pay attention like your subconscious is picking up all of that Mm -hmm. so it it knows like it can sense when there's you know, money or crystals or anything like that, that is contributing to abundance. So I, it's like, why not? Um, so I know moon rituals is like your thing. You always have the best rituals and I don't know if you have one planned yet, but the week that this will be airing is going to be the strawberry moon. So I was wondering like, what should my listeners do for that? Is there a certain, um, practice that you'll be doing that you want to share the is it the full moon coming up I believe when so this is coming, yeah uh-huh. yeah so the full moon it will always be some kind of release ritual because um the full moon signifies like the end of a cycle so coming to the end of something and like wrapping things up and really like evaluating since the last full moon which roughly falls like a, a month before what you really need to let go of um, there's lots of things that I specifically love to do, like each full moon, which aren't particularly targeted to, to that moon in particular, like physical clearing, like a good clean out of the house and um, kind of energetically cleaning, whether that be with incense, also putting out my crystals to charge under the full moonlight is one of my favorite things to do, which takes some, some time in my house. Um, but that's specifically, I need to look more into what other like conjunctions are going on in the planets and what um, zodiac sign that specific moon falls into. But then I'll normally base a ritual around that zodiac sign. And for example, what planet that sign is ruled by to see which area in life it's really going to affect. But generally speaking, it will be, some kind of release ritual of going over what you need to let go of in your life to really make your dreams happen. Oh man. I feel like the last full moon, I think wasn't there, there was like a solar eclipse or something Yes, mercury retrograde. And I Mm -hmm. felt like a crazy person for like two weeks. I felt like so just ungrounded and I was trying everything to get back to normal and I think I just had to move through like a ton of energy it was wild did you feel that too crazy yeah definitely and um eclipse season is like known for being unsettling for like bringing about big big changes even if you can't see it at the time and mercury retrograde is known for bringing things back up from the past whether that be like mentally or physically like people so it's a lot it's a lot of conflicting emotions and that particular full moon eclipse that happened after the solar eclipse was in Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio so I felt it really heavily but Scorpio is literally the sign of like death and birth and transformation and and destruction but also yeah putting things back together and being reborn again so that that full moon being all about releasing and purging but in the sign of Scorpio was going to be always super intense especially during a Mercury retrograde so yeah I feel you I think we were all riding that wave yeah well I mean talk about being reborn again like I feel like it was awful but I feel like it like revived me because I came out of that and I had just so many super clear ideas mm-hmm. where prior to that I was so overwhelmed and I, I came out of that and I'm just like okay I'm ready like I could do this 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 and this and everything mm-hmm. just became clear so I think it was a good thing overall but man like going through that is rough like it mm-hmm. was I felt it so heavily and then 
you know, they talked about like retrograde. I'm like, can I just get a break for like a week? <laughs> I just need to like feel better again. But yeah. I feel great now. So hopefully this um this full moon will be will be good. Um, okay. The other thing I wanted to ask you is I saw a video that you posted on TikTok about this summer being like the ener- the dark feminine energy and to um embody or embrace like your inner siren. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I've never heard about that before. So I was going to see if you can like tell me more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the siren just falls under one kind of type of dark feminine energy. And that comes from really old research. I think it's like archaic Jungian research about there being different feminine archetypes, which is kind of more of the uh, in-depth explanation. So I'll get onto that in a second. But dark feminine energy kind of as a total I love that this is becoming more of a thing that's being talked about on TikTok because I think it's really really powerful but it's basically the principle of the fact that kind of society has kind of given females um like positive and negative traits if that makes sense so um there are things that women should aspire to be that's more socially accepted so like more of like the the like it's like the yin and the yang basically like the nurturing side the more light feminine like being caring being maternal looking after people which is amazing like these are all such beautiful qualities that that women have specifically um that that make them great so we should kind of adopt that but the dark feminine point is like almost that can sometimes go too far and if you're not balanced a lot of the time females are kind of overexerting their energy and putting other people ahead of them um, because that's kind of the society that our patriarchy supports is you know looking after commonly men <laughs> but I love dark feminine energy because it's about also like that that feminine side that's kind of more suppressed over time where it's like that inner feminine emotion and rage and passion and being able to assert your boundaries and like that's the thing like women are so often called like over emotional or this or that and dark feminine energy is about reclaiming that power and being like no I'm not over emotional I just I'm passionate and I don't let people walk all over me so it's kind of bringing that side back to to society and making it more positive and using it to feel more empowered in yourself and so that's kind of the energy I want people to be obviously taking into the summer especially women feeling confident in themselves and not ashamed of those traits um and then the feminine archetypes is that feminine energy can that's been researched over literally centuries of from like different historic women and public figures and it like falls into 12 different categories, which I won't go into all of them because it will take ages, but you can do a quiz online and there's like the siren, there's like the, the boss and there's all these different types. And if you learn how to like really work with your own individual feminine energy, you can really, you know, understand yourself and use that to your advantage. So that's something that I do like to talk about. And I talk about a lot in the book. I want to take that quiz. Are you a siren? No, I'm a what's it called I call them different different things in my book but it was a mixture between two it was like it was like the boss and bits of the siren but yeah I found it really interesting I could see that because I feel like you you have that um energy it's like very like empowering like I'm not going to take any shit kind of energy but like in a good way like you know I mean it's it's very like um makes you feel confident you know and like empowered oh thank Um, you (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree though. I think our society has um 
kind of set us up to where for the longest time, those things were looked down upon and, you know, we have suppressed so much for so long. And I swear, like every one of my clients, especially um, moms, it's like you're so burnt out and depleted because you're in that nurturing feminine, but you're not you're not doing anything for yourself. You're filling up everyone else's <laughs> cup and then you're like totally um, depleted. And so yeah. I think, yeah, like we need to definitely start stepping into that other side of it and um, mm-hmm. just claiming it, you know? Yes. So, okay. You got to tell me more about the book. Um, so let's see here. It's, you have seven steps. It's a seven step guide. So kind of like, just give me an overview of what you um, walk people through in the book? Yeah. So when Penguin came to me, which I mean, I felt like I manifested in itself. I was so, so happy. And they kind of gave me full reign and said, what do you, what do you want to talk about? And it was, but with the basic guideline of we want like a beginner's guide to crystals. And I kind of looked at what was out there on the market. And I felt like for a lot of young people or anyone looking to get into crystals, it can be quite overwhelming. You can go into a bookstore and it's almost like a textbook vibes of whether it's split into color or this or that, or like more, like you say, like darker witchy (laughs) vibes where it feels almost like a bit satanic or whatever. And it can be slightly off-putting. So I kind of wanted to approach it in a different way and offer what I'd learned as well about mindset and manifestation alongside it and crystals basically not portraying that they're going to change your life on their own but it's more about you and your energy and then being a tool to help you work with that um but your mindset being the most important thing so basically it's called a seven step guide but it's basically split into seven chapters in seven different areas of your life so we work through in the book love and self-love happiness manifestation career healing a transformation kind of all the above like confidence and in each chapter we talk about I say we I me speaks about um my own personal experiences and then all the mindset and psychology tools that can help you in those areas of your life as well as crystal practices and manifestation practices you can use specifically in those areas um but yeah no I'm 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 really proud of it and I just hope that people can read it and it's basically everything that I wish I'd known when I was in that dark stage of my life and I hope people can like read it and really learn more about themselves and a new sense of self-awareness which I think is the most empowering thing you can have. I love that and I love that you put it in like that seven steps because I feel like that is more approachable because I know what you mean mm-hmm. like I've seen crystal books and I've wanted to learn more for the longest time, but it is overwhelming when it looks like Mm -hmm. an encyclopedia and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like read an encyclopedia. So um, I'm definitely going to be ordering it. It's called The Crystal Path. Uh, Where can everyone find it? So it's on Amazon. It's on Waterstones. um, So I believe they want to bring it out internationally. Um, but at the moment, it's just available to kind of like order from those stores and have it shipped. But in the UK, it's available in most major retailers as well. Awesome. So do you have a manifesting story around getting the book deal? I mean, yeah, this, I, well, when I was younger, uh, one of the jobs that I really wanted to do when I was older was like creative writing and writing books. I loved English at school. I spent like my early childhood years, like filling up notebooks with book ideas and more like nonfiction and like stories and, and stuff like that. And all my friends knew that I was really into writing. Like I would always write my friends like poems for their birthdays. And it was just kind of something that I've always been really into. I love like the powers that that words have. Um, 
And when, like, literally the day before Penguin reached out, I put on my new, one of my new crystal necklaces, which was Green Aventurine, which is the stone of opportunity. I think I mentioned that one earlier. And I did, I believe this was on a new moon as well. I did a gratitude meditation, which I've never done before, but it's, I was in a bit of a low place, but I didn't really know what I wanted to manifest. So I put that on and the stone of opportunity and basically repeated these meditation affirmations of basically loads of opportunities come to me. I'm so grateful for everything I have. And then literally the next day was when I received the email and I was like, this was what I needed. This was my next challenge. So, and it felt so full circle from my childhood and the fact that I loved that. So, and to be, be it from Penguin, which is one of the biggest publishers in the world was absolutely amazing. I thought someone was pranking me at first. Like seriously, I thought someone was having me on. The same, so the same thing um, with me, I did a vision board um, workshop. And so mm -hmm. part of my, um, thing was putting that I wanted to write a book as well, which I had put on a vision board a long time ago. But everyone that I knew, like in the industry, they were like, it's no one's ever going to reach out to you. You have to get an agent. It's like this whole thing. So I kind of put it on the back burner. But then I put it on this vision board. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And same thing like that week. Um, <gasps> someone reached out to me, but I thought it was a scam too. I was like, there's <laughs> no way. Like I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally getting scammed. And I didn't believe them until I like had the contract in my hand. But anyway, that's a big deal. Like they're a really big publisher. So for them to reach out to you, it's like you totally manifested that. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. The very next day. Yeah, I know. And it was the way the email was like written. It like the, the blesser, she won't mind me saying, but my publisher, she um she I believe just had a new baby and she must have been very tired. But the the email was literally and I have not had my email anywhere so it was like I didn't have any management at the time she must have had to go onto like my crystal website and find my contact email for that and email that and the the caption was something like would you be interested in writing book and that was it and then in the like main body of the email it was like hi um would you be interested in writing book on crystal question mark from so and so at Penguin, I thought someone is joking with me. And then I had a conversation. Then I was in Penguin head office, and then, like I said, I got the contract. And I thought, okay, no, this is real. <laughs> it's so funny, and it's like good thing you didn't like send it to spam or like delete it. You know, thinking. I nearly did. I so <laughs> nearly did. And then I thought, no, okay, I'm just gonna just gonna play with this idea for a minute. And I'm obviously so glad I did. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm. On the next new moon, I'm I'm gonna get that green adventuring, and yes, we'll, we'll see what comes through. Maybe something exciting. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think everyone needs to go check out your your TikTok. It's at Athena's Crystals, right? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, and then where else do you have any um other like a website or anywhere else that you want to direct people to? Well, there's obviously the book, but if you, if anyone's interested in actually purchasing crystals or learning more about them, um, I have my own crystal business. I do crystal jewelry and that's literally, you can just type it. It's linked on my TikTok and my Instagram, but they're both Athena's crystals. It should come up like pretty quickly. It's a Shopify website, but I also have a um, education section on there and obviously all the crystal jewelry that's available to purchase. So people can check that out if they want to as well. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, I will link everything in the show notes. And again, the book is called the Crystal Path, The Ultimate Seven-Step Guide to Unlocking Your Power with Crystal Healing by Georgina Easterbrook. Um, I'll link it. I'm going to buy it. I'm excited. Oh, thank um, you. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to keep your, – you're my go-to for moon ritual, so I'll keep 
following along and um, oh, I just you. appreciate you putting like so much value out there. It's amazing. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. I've loved it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and thank you everyone for tuning in. I'll see you next okay, time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys want more in between these podcast episodes, you can subscribe to my Apple podcast, Manifested It. You can find that in Apple Podcasts and it has all of my bonus interviews, guided visualizations, subliminals, meditations, all that good stuff. Or you can download the Manifest It Now app where I put everything, all of my interviews, tools, everything I've used to manifest a life I don't need a vacation from. You can find that wherever you get your apps in Google Play or the Apple App Store. And you can join the Inner Tribe Manifesting Community, which is inside the app as well. If you want to up level with a group of women who are there to support you, cheer you on, give you guidance, and up level your vibe. And if you love this episode, the best thing you can do to support the podcast is share it. Share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram. Make sure to tag me at Law of Attraction Tribe so I can share it back on my story as well. I love connecting with you guys and putting a face to all the listeners out there. So come connect with me over on Instagram and let's start a conversation. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time.